0: This episode sponsored by Emporium. Emporium's three Chicago land locations combine the best arcade games, craft beer, and live events. Check out EmporiumChicago.com/cpc for a free drink or game tokens.
1: Don't go down to the river, child Don't go there alone For the sobbing woman, wet and wild Might claim you for her own She weeps when the sun is murky red She wails when the moon is old She cries for her babies still and dead Who drown in the water cold Abandoned by a faithless love Filled with fear and hate She flung them from a cliff above And left them to their fate Good night, she heard their screams borne on the current's crest Their tortured faces filled her dreams And gave her heart no rest Crazed by guilt and dazed by pain Tired from loss asleep She leapt in the river, lashed by rain, and drowned in the waters deep. She seeks her children day and night, wandering lost in cold. She weeps and moans in dark and light, a tortured, restless soul. Don't go down to the river, child don't go there alone for the sobbing woman wet and wild might claim you for her own
0: Be stranger,
2: I'll have a shot of whiskey and some information. Looking for a lady,
0: well, sir, you can go right on upstairs. There's plenty of ladies, they'll see to your needs.
2: I'm looking for one lady in particular.
0: Well, it'd help me an awful lot if you had a name, sir,
2: La Yorona.
0: Boy, that's rich. <laughs> oh, stranger, you, uh, you're a funny man. All right, here, here's your whiskey. Listen, don't be throwing that name around here.
2: So you've heard of her?
0: The Wailing Woman? The Weeping Woman?
2: That's the one.
0: You're talking about the ghostly figure of Mexican
2: folklore. I'm talking cold cash to anyone that can put me on the trail.
0: Listen, friend, I don't, uh, well, I don't know a hell of a lot about her. I know that legend says she's a discontent spirit of a woman that drowned her children and is forever cursed to wander
2: the earth searching for them. If it jogs your mind, she's beautiful. She's got long black hair and wears a white dress.
0: Well, sir, I've heard of a haggard older woman who looks pretty gaunt. Like she ain't eaten in lord knows how long. Real honor looking.
2: She ain't the sword that needs food anymore. Is that all you got?
0: Well, I... I can tell you I've heard some real far-fetched stories. Uh, folks say she's dripping wet on account of drowning herself in her remorse. Literally, not, not figuratively. Well, hell, I even heard a union colonel come through here say she's dressed in black, has a horse's face, and long fingernails. Is that, does that ring any bells for you, stranger?
2: I never put a lot of trust in the word of a Yankee. Listen, barkeep, the only person I pay to tell me shit I already know is a preacher. So unless you got something I ain't heard, I'll be moving on and taking my money with me.
0: Hold your horses there. Have another drink. This one's on the house. Now, you ain't heard it from me, but apparently, in most of these stories that come through here, she appears near bodies of water, mostly streams and rivers, and sometimes when she shows up, it's because there's a full moon out. Some folks even said they've seen her on the
2: trail before.
0: I don't know how much stock you want to put into that, but... full
2: moon, eh? She, uh, grant wishes to?
0: Well, now you're just making fun, sir. I, I don't have to tell you any more.
2: Any of these folks that's seen her ever? Ever spoken to her?
0: Well, no, sir. She doesn't exactly talk to anybody. She she more moans, cries, and wails for her children, you know. Some folks have said they've heard her saying a couple things. Uh, what was it she said... Has visto a mis hijos? Or, uh, Donde están mis hijos? I think she's just wanting to know if if they'd visited Mr. Hijos.
2: It's not what she said, you ignorant son of a bitch. Spanish. A visto a mis hijos. Means, have you seen my children?
0: Well, look, all I'm saying is that there's just a whole mess of stories out there that's told and retold throughout Mexico and the southern U.S. here, and it's all about a woman who murdered her two children hundreds of years ago, and in some tales, she she steals children to replace her own. Uh, other people say she's a siren to lure men to their deaths. But in some of the cases, to see her usually foretells of impending death for the witness. Oh.
2: If I find out you're lying to me, I'll be the one impending your death. You hear me, Barkeep?
0: Whoa, 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 stranger. There ain't no need for that.
2: I'll tell you if there's any need
3: Go! Whew,
0: thanks Jake Cudgel. I thought that man was gonna shoot me.
3: He had a gun?
2: Yeah, this is familiar. Another jail cell.
0: Well, look who's up.
2: Morning, Sheriff.
0: It's 2.30 in the afternoon, you damn fool. You mind telling me why you're skinning smoke wagons in the
2: saloon? Just making sure me and the barkeep understood each other. I don't want any trouble and I'll be moving on shortly.
1: I ain't never seen you in these parts before. The hell are you
0: doing in this town anyways?
2: I'm looking for a lady.
0: Well, hell, son, you were in the right
2: place
1: the whole I, time. Um,
2: no, no. Goes by the name of La Llorona.
0: La Llorona. Well, aren't you just a piss-pie-pecker-punch in the old puss-mouth? I ain't heard that name since I was a boy growing up on the banks of the Rio Grande. <sighs> kind of business you got with her?
2: I aim to find her, and I aim to stop her. Well... <laughs> Boy,
0: ain't you a piece of work.
2: I reckon a fella growing up by the Rio Grande must have gotten an earful about La Llorona.
0: You reckon right, stranger. Yeah, I remember that tale growing up. My granddaddy used to tell me that one. Scared the ever-loving buzzard shit out of me. He used to say that many long years ago in a humble little village there lived a beautiful young girl named Maria. she was a young woman, she wouldn't even look at the young men from her village, you see. She was, well, she was a little uppity. She thought they weren't good enough for her. She'd say, when I marry, I want to marry the most handsome man in the world. And then one day, in rode a man who seemed to be just the person she was talking about. He was one of them good-looking rancher types, you know, one of them, uh, one of them Mexican cowboys. Had a wealthy family, and damn could that boy ride. In fact, if he owned a horse and it grew tame, he'd give it away and go rope a wild horse from the plains, on account of he thought it wasn't manly to ride a horse if it wasn't half wild. And wouldn't you know he was handsome as the day was long. Besides that, he could play that guitar and sing the hymns like the Virgin Mary. That's when Maria made up her mind that was a man for her. See, she had an idea how to win his affection over. And what she'd do is if this handsome cowboy talked to her when they'd pass on the road, she'd just turn her little head away. When he came over to her house, you know, to, to play the guitar and serenade her like the Virgin Mary, she wouldn't even come to the window. Wouldn't even care. She refused all his gifts. Didn't want anything to do with him. i tell you what, that young man fell for her tricks. He'd said to himself, that haughty girl Maria... Uh, I know I can win her. I swear I'll marry that girl, is what he said. And so everything turned out as Maria planned, you see. For long, she and that cowboy, well, they got hitched, and everything was going fine. They had two children, and by all accounts, they were a happy family together. But after a few years, that cowboy couldn't resist the call of the wild out there. He had to get back to his wild life on the prairies. He went so far as to leave town and be gone for months at a time. And you see, when he returned home, well, it was only to see the kids. Didn't seem like he cared about Maria one bit. Now, he even talked to, well, set Maria aside and marrying a woman of his own wealthy class. But you know, Maria, she got so mad at him. She got so mad, in fact, she started feeling mad at her own children. On account of he'd pay attention to them and wouldn't pay any attention to her. Well, one evening, as she was strolling with her two children on the shady pathway down by the river, that cowboy came by in a fancy carriage. Had an elegant lady sitting on the seat right beside him. And he stopped and he spoke to his children. He didn't even look at Maria. And then he whipped them horses and on up the street he went. When she saw that, you wouldn't believe the rage that filled that girl. And then she looked over at those kids and all that rage just got turned right on them. And in her anger, she seized them, tossed them right into that river. And then as they disappeared down the stream, well, she realized what she'd done. She ran down to the bank of the river, reaching her arms out to them. But it was too late. They was gone forever. The next morning, a traveler brought word to the villagers that a beautiful woman was laying dead on the bank of that river. That's where they found Maria, and they laid her to rest right there where she'd fallen. Now they say that when her soul got to heaven, the Lord refused her entry. Donde estan sus niños? He was asking where her children were, and she said, no say. I don't know. Go and bring them here, the Lord said. You can't rest until they're found. And then to add insult to injury for her, he disfigured her to punish her selfish pride and then he damned her to prowl the rivers forever in search of her children. The first night that Maria was in the grave, the villagers said they heard a sound of crying down by the river. Wasn't the wind? It was La Llorona crying. Don't daze on me, hijos. And they saw a woman walking up and down the bank of that river, dressed in a long white robe. The way they dressed Maria for burial. And on many a dark night since, they saw her walk on the riverbank, crying out for her children.
2: That's a hell of a story, Sheriff. Well, it's what my granddaddy used to tell me. Wish that was the only time I'd heard it. How about you let me out of this cell and I can go about my business and... Maybe put an end to this.
0: <laughs> Tell you what, you come on out of there. If you start pulling guns on folks again, there's a hangman's noose out there. People don't get second chances around here often.
2: Yes, sir. I thank you for your kindness.
0: I gotta get down to Canyonero Canyon. Some cattle rustlers supposed to show up down there. We're gonna dry gulch Shut the door behind you.
2: Hey amigo. Hey, before you go, maybe maybe you may let me out of this set? I don't think I'm gonna do that, Bandito. Via Candios. Oh wait 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 my friend wait 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 You said you were in search of La Llorona. I can help you You telling me you've got information about her? Oh, yeah, see, sí. I know all about La Yerona. It's just uh, so difficult to talk to you with these bars between us, eh? I'll make you a deal, Jorge. Hey, you can't just assume my name is Jorge. I mean, this time, you are right. But I was just watch it. Watch it. As I was saying, Jorge, you tell me what you know. If it gets me further down the trail, I'll let you out. How do I know I can trust you, gringo? Doesn't seem to me you got a hell of a lot of choice. You think the sheriff's gonna let you out for telling a ghost story? This is no ghost story, mi amigo. This is a tale told to me by my mother, who herself witnessed La Llorona. This is the true story of La Llorona. No ghost story, campfire, mierda de toro. This is the true history as was passed down in my family. La Llorona is as old as the West itself. One theory says she is derived from Aztec mythology, from the goddess Siwakuatl, the Serpent Woman. She was the goddess of motherhood, midwives, infertility, and mother of Mihuatl, whom she abandoned at the crossroads. According to legend, she returned there to find her lost son, but only found a sacrificial dagger left at the place where she had last seen him. Siwatl cried, and her tears were so great that they filled the waters of Lake Xochimilco. Haunted by her pain, she would not leave the area, searching for her son, Mihuatl, regretful and sorry for what she had done. Between her screams, you could hear her crying for her precious son. And so, since the times immemorial, the great goddess haunted the waters of Xochimilco. She ruled over the spirits of the women who died in childbirth. These fearsome spirits were depicted with skeletal faces and were thought to hunt crossroads at night to steal children. In some stories, they seduce men and then drive their victims insane. And in others, Siwa Quadal herself would prowl the marketplaces as a beautiful woman dressed in white, eh? Eh? who would seduce men and kill them. A few legends also tell of her appearing shortly before the conquistador Hernán Cortés invaded México and crying for the impending doom of her people. That's good, Jorge, but it's not good enough. See you around. Uh, uh, Another possible origins deals directly with Cortez. La Malinche, a.k.a. Dona Marina, the Nashua interpreter and mistress of the conquistador Hernán Cortez. She was a mother of his first son, Martín. The La Malinche story says that when Cortes was ready to return to Spain, he wanted to take his son with him, but not his mistress. Crazed with anger and grief at her abandonment and at losing her child, La Malinche stabbed her son to death and then killed herself. This turned out to be just a gruesome twist of historic fact, however, as La Malinche did exist and gave birth to Martin, but as my uncle told me, Lera married a Spanish man named Juan Jaramillo, and died a few years later. Now you let me out. I feel like that second story just sort of sort of told the story and then, then told me it wasn't true. I don't, I don't know how that helped me. Well it provided a, a richer tapestry, a, more information to draw upon. maybe, uh, maybe you use it uh, in your next interrogation or conversation, depending on how it goes, I'd probably interrogation. Thanks for the story, Martin. No, that was the guy from the story. I've got to get going. Wait, 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 wait. It's true. I've told you everything I know. But there are people who know more than even I. Jorge. Me amo is Jorge. You let me out, I will take you to them. You got yourself a deal, Jorge. But if you steer me wrong, I'll steer you dead. It, it sounded better in my head. All right. Where's this person? Oh, it's not a person, my friend. It's, it's right there across the street. Historical society, a town. You son of a... Adios! Well, I guess it's better than nothing. Can't help but feel I would have found this regardless. I don't feel like it was really worth setting a felon free.
0: Welcome to the Town Historical Society. My name's Atticus Wolfkins. How may I be of service to you?
2: I'm looking for information on La Yerona. I reckon a place like this has got to have all kinds of information old stories, new stories, recent sightings.
0: I'll bring you every newspaper we have filed under double L.
2: Much obliged. Here's something. Newspaper clipping. La Llorona, christened Maria, was born to a peasant family in a humble village. Her startling beauty captured the attention of both rich and poor men of the area. She was said to have spent her days in humble peasant surroundings, but in the evenings she would don her best white gown and thrill the men who admired her in the local Fandangos. Atticus, any Fandangos around here?
0: Not for seven years now.
2: That's too bad. The young man anxiously waited for her arrival, and she reveled in the attention that she received. However, La Llorona had two small sons who made it difficult for her to spend evenings out, and often she left them alone while she cavorted with the gent- Atticus! Who the hell writes this? Oh,
0: that came from the Austin Daily Herald.
2: Cavorted. Note to self, clean up, Austin. As you cavorted with the gentleman uh, during the evenings, one day the two small boys were found drowned in the river. Some say they drowned through her neglect, but others say that they may have died by her own hand. Atticus, do you have any more clippings or just this one clipping in this gigantic heavy leather book?
0: I honestly thought we would get more from the Austin Daily Herald but it turns out no one likes the type of language they use, and they were shot pretty quickly after they opened.
2: Cancel my trip to Austin.
0: This particular story, however, uh, comes from around this area, if you can believe it. That girl, Maria, actually had a residence up at Rancho Canyonero, about five kilometers northwest of town.
2: Kilometers?
0: Uh, miles. Miles. Uh, uh, just just, just over three miles.
2: Alright. And watch your metric mouth. It's already too late in the day to head that far out of town. Better get a room in the saloon for the night. Start fresh and early in the morning. Why are you telling this to me? I- just talking- just talking- just talking out loud. I didn't realize you were still there, Atticus. Good good night to you sir and also to you
0: and phineas J has pants on big hat likes to pull his gun and point it at a bartender mcgee
2: i reckon you're talking to me
0: that's right i'm talking to you what do you what do you think you're doing showing your face in here again after pointing a gun at a at a bartender at like your name suggests
2: i'd like to apologize for my behavior i get a bit anxious come back because i'm uh I'm looking for a lady.
0: Listen, pal, I told you everything I know. I I don't have time to keep going back and oh, forth. Uh, shh, shh, I
2: I mean a, I mean a whore this time.
0: Oh, why didn't you say so? Whores are upstairs.
2: Okay, okay. All right.
0: You go on and get comfortable up there, room 3. Ruby Mae Sue's going to be with you in a minute. She's just uh she she's just occupied with another client right now. She just got to finish him off, and then she'll be in there, and, and she'll get going on you, okay, and- Okay, okay. Y'all, right. uh, okay. you I, get... I
2: understand. I understand.
0: Hey, you want a big- No, no, no I get
2: it. All right. <clears throat> Evening. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Evening.
0: Hey- you want I should dress her up like a certain crying lady we know? No, no. Why would I want?
2: No, well, just go. Well, you said just you go. Was, you was no, I no go. All right. I no longer regret pointing a gun at that man. Oh hell! Well, guess I'll uh, pull this pervert stool up next to the wall and have a listen. Mm.
4: Daryl, I need my Pony Express, and I need it now. I got a package that you get to my
1: mama. Yeah, guess I'll ride on in and, and
4: deliver it first thing. Are you gonna be the horse or the mailman?
1: Well, I, I guess I could be the mailman. Although if I was the horse, I could I could probably do it faster. But
4: all but right, you gonna be again, the horse then?
1: Well, but but then the package wouldn't get delivered if if I wasn't the mailman. Then then you'd be delivering the package. To your mom.
4: Well, there, are. I think you're just overthinking it now. Why don't you be the horse? Let's get this going. Uh, all right. Oh, you're a big bad horse, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm a horse.
4: Yeah, you're a brown horse.
1: That's right.
4: With a white spot on your nose. Yeah. Yeah, you You. you haven't had food in a while.
1: No, no, I guess I'm pretty hungry.
4: Well, I got some oats for you. If oh. you come and get them, come oh. and get them right here.
1: Oh, boy. Well, that oats sound real good.
4: Daryl, did you hear about the, the stranger riding on into town?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I guess I did.
4: Yeah, I guess he's uh, I guess he's searching for La Llorona. Yeah, well. Well, come on, Daryl. Get those oats. Get those oats. Focus up. Don't get distracted. Come on, Daryl. Who's a good horse? Oh, I'm sorry. You're the rider. You're the mailman.
1: <laughs> I'm a little confused. at what I am.
4: You know, if I was a stranger looking for La Llorona, I'd go to the bridges. What? I go to the bridges. I tell you that I'm from Kansas? Well, no. I remember back when I was growing up, when I was a young girl, they told us a story about the girl who fell in love with a boy, and the boy, you know, he convinced the girl that she needed to go to the next level with him. You know what I mean by that, Daryl. No. Well, he got her pregnant, and she tried to hide it from all the world, but eventually she did have the baby. And when she had the baby, her father told her, you do not get to come back into this house until you come back here with a husband. So she picked up her baby and she had a walk and she had a walk a long time. She had a walk over some hills and through the forest and over a bridge and then through another forest. And it was a quite a long ways to get to her boyfriend's house. But then she got there and she opened up the door and he was sleeping with another woman. Can you believe that, Daryl? No. Yeah, that's right. You can't. So she got so upset because she loved him. She thought that they were going to be together forever. So she just, all she could do was start walking back. So she walks back through that forest and then she gets to that bridge and she realizes she can't go home. She doesn't have a home to go back to because she does not have a husband to show to her father. And she realizes while she's standing there that all her problems come back to this baby that she's holding. And she throws her baby over the bridge and kills it. And then the police were notified by someone that a crime happened at this bridge. And when the police got there, she was hanging from it. And nobody knows... If she killed herself out of regret for what she did to her baby, if she all of a sudden realized what a terrible thing she did to her baby, or if the boyfriend followed her there and saw her kill her baby and murdered her. But either way, they found her hanging from that bridge, and down the stream, they found a little grave for the baby. The baby was buried. That's why he should be looking by a bridge, Daryl. Because the the legend has it that if you go out on a full moon, you can hear the baby crying and you can see that body dangling off that bridge. Of course then, everybody calls it Crybaby Bridge, not La Llorona Bridge. So, maybe it's a story about another woman tricked into loving a man who doesn't care about her and murders her baby. You know, there's a lot of those stories out there, Daryl. It's a terrible world we live in. Anyway... You finished? Yeah,
1: I have been since she threw the baby off the bridge.
4: All right, Darrell, Well, See you next week? Yeah. All right, I got to get ready for my six o'clock, but it's always a pleasure.
1: Okay, bye.
4: Are you sitting on that pervert stool?
2: No, 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 no. I just you, that's where I, I had my saddlebags. I was I was working on my my mosey for most the last last hour. Hour hour and a half for a while.
4: Honey, I'm real tired. Do you mind if we reschedule for a rise and shine?
2: Yeah, that sounds good. I'm might have tuckered out for moseying and I'll see I'll see you see you in the morning.
4: That pervert stool on there earlier. I, I
2: told you I put my saddlebags on it. Why would you even put a pervert stool in a place like this?
3: My guns
2: horn and bartender and the guns are shiny. What's got
0: you in such a good oh uh, you got the
2: rise and shine. I reckon. Well, I'm off to Rancho Arrow. You have a good one, Barkeep. Oh, uh, oh, reach for from a gun. Look out! Look out! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a dumb son of a bitch.
2: Morning, stranger. Is this here the Rancho Canyonero ranch? Oh, yeah, yeah, this is the Rancho Canyonero. You're at the right place, stranger. My name is Gunther Aufgezogen. Welcome to the Rancho Canyonero ranch. What can I do for you? I'm looking for a lady. Oh, if you go back to No, No, by the name of La Llorona. Oh, I thought you meant the pumping trumpets. See, yeah, I've never met the Llorna, because I don't know if you realize it, but La is just the, so it's just the Yorona. So no, she's a lady, dressed in white, long black hair, usually weeping, asking about her kids. Yeah, well, I can't say that I've heard much about that around these parts, but back home in Dusseldorf, we had the story of Die Frau, which is the White Lady. Uh, she's a spectral figure in many German folk tales. Reported to haunt the Berlin city palace in the 17th and 18th centuries, she's been linked to the not-very-German-sounding Countess Conaguda of Orlamunde, who, according to the legends, wished to marry Albrecht von Hollenzahlen. Albrecht said he would if there were not, and I quote, Four eyes between us. Supposedly, his cryptic reference was to his parents, but Kunegunda, again, this name does not sound German to me, thought that he meant her two children, so she determined to kill them in a way that would appear they died naturally, so she wouldn't go to the jail. She uses a needle, a golden needle in one of the versions, to pierce their skulls. The first known mention of the saga of the White Lady is from 1486 at the old castle of Beirut. Apparently. Whenever the cavaliers wanted to get rid of the visiting ruler of his court, the White Lady would show up a shock of sharks. The real Countess Kunigunda had no children, and Albrecht rejected her because she was impoverished. Yeah, he just didn't like the poor ones. He's fine with fatties, but no poor people. I mean, and this story also has a lot of similarities, which is why I think the names sound so weird. With the banshees of the Celts, you're familiar with this? The screaming, wailing women, who also, you see them, and you're going to die. Yeah, that sounds familiar. So wait, once again you told me a whole story, but then at the end of it, you told me how that story's not true. That You understand how that doesn't help me much. Yeah, but now it's no longer the Red herring. You said you heard one more story. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's like a wagon story that the people tell to make spookies on children. Uh, It's a girl in white who's alone on a lonely stretch of road. And if you stop, she asks for a ride, but once you get to where you're going, she's either not there anymore or she scares you away because now she's got ugly face. Honestly, this story, everybody knows this one. I hear this from the Americans. I hear this from the Filipinos. Even the British have this story. So, not yeah, taking it with a grain of salt. Do you know who knows more than I do about this? Is the old owners of the Rancho Canyonero Ranch. Any idea where I can find them? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just go down the road. It's just a few miles. When you see the graveyard, you found it because they are dead. I get the feeling you're trying to yank my bridle. But it just so happens, a cemetery is exactly the place I need to be. Yeah, and say hi to the preacher if you see him. Yeah, he owes me the schnitzel. I'll, uh, I'll mention that. Happy trails. Tja, veel glück.
5: Me dicen el negro llorona, negro pero cariñoso. Debo cubrirme con mi reboso, llorona, porque estoy muriendo de frío. Tengo una pena tan grande, llorona, que casi puedo decir. Yo no tengo la pena, Llorona, la pena me tiene a mí A ver si llorando puede, Orona, mi corazón descansar. Dicen que tengo duelo, Orona, porque me ven llorar. Hay muertos que no hacen ruido, llorona. y es más grande su penar. Ay, de mi llorona, llorona de ayer y de hoy. Ay, de mi llorona, llorona de ayer y de hoy. Ayer maldita fui llorona, y ahora ni sombra soy. Ayer Uh, you, you
0: can't just just go riding around here. This is this is. Church property, what do you think you're doing? It's not Sunday out here.
2: Apologies, Padre. I was just riding through looking for a lady who's not... I'm looking for La Llorona. i got to stop saying, leaving it open.
0: La Llorona? Why are you going looking for her? Why are you Why are you coming to the church looking for for your Nobody Nobody should be looking for La Yorona. That's crazy.
2: I aim to put her down, Padre.
0: Oh, you're gonna put her down? Huh? You You, you think you're gonna just ride up and, and and unleash hell upon her? I I I tell you Tell you what, son. That's That's, that's not gonna happen. That you, you You shouldn't be looking for La Yorona. It, it, she, she's 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 cursed. You see. she's cursed by God.
2: Well, if all that's all you got to say, then I recommend you get out of my way, and I'll be moving on.
0: Well, that, that's not all I got to say. You hear me? That's not all I got to say. You you get down on that high horse of yours, and you 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 come here and listen to me, son.
2: All right. All right. <laughs>
0: Make yourself comfortable. Pull, pull up a stool there. Not that one. That one's Jimmy's stool. Oh God! Now no, listen, son. You you, you got to understand. Those those lie, lie. You you are it. It's just a just a myth. You see, it's it's a cautionary tale. Like it's something that the parents tell their their kids to keep them safe. Like like that story about that goatman. That goatman down down on the la- in the lovers' lane. Parents don't want their kids going out at night and, and necking. They don't, they don't want them rubbing their faces all up against each other all angry like.
2: But that, that's not real?
0: Well, oh, of course it's not real. Parents just don't want their kids going to rivers or bridges or dangerous places at night. You see, you you, you gotta learn a lesson here, son. It, it, it's just meant to teach you something. It's, you shouldn't do dangerous stuff and you, you shouldn't take your vengeance out on, on, on the innocent, you see. Uh, also, in the in the bigger picture, never trust a conquistador.
2: Well, I heard I heard tale of an Aztec translator. She was sure enough real.
0: Well, uh, you're talking about la la, 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 la uh, Yeah, yeah. That it's that's, that's real. But but uh, people tell that story to their kids just as a metaphor for for the demise of indigenous culture after Spanish conquest. Like, you, you can't just, just make things up and, and all of a sudden it's a ghost story. Things, things have morals. they they got to teach you something, son. Now It's dangerous to, to go out looking for, for this thing. You're, you're going to get yourself killed.
2: That's funny, because I could have sworn you just told me it was made up
0: all right i i see you're, you're 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 nothing but circular logic here son you 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 know what i i've had enough of your 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 shiny pistols and your 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 tall ten gallon hats and and your 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 gruff voices and your 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 high horses and hey, why don't, why don't you get out of my church why don't you go find your 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 rota why 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 don't you go on see if i care see if i care
2: don't reckon you will padre Adios.
0: Yeah, you, you you go on, you go on, and don't don't say that Father Jimmy didn't warn ya.
2: Well, while I'm here. Might as well check the cemetery, see if I can find a gravestone that gets me any closer. I don't know what the hell I ever thought would happen to me here. I guess I'll get back on the trail.
3: <laughs> you ain't gonna find her there.
2: <laughs> Who the hell said that?
3: I'm over here. <laughs> I'm old Gus. And I've been picking in a pan in these hills for 34 years. Searching for... Don't tell anybody.
2: Gold!
3: <laughs> and I heard just about every tale what can be told in these hills. Now you look like a man looking for a lady. Don't worry. You and me is the same. I'm talking by your own own. Am I right? Am I right?
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Calm down, old timer. Is this some sort of Sci-fi plot device where you're actually me, but from the future.
3: (laughs) See, you're my kind of crazy. That ain't make no damn sense.
2: (laughs) Right. So what do you know about La Llorona? Is she here?
3: (laughs) Ain't that just a question? (laughs) Is she here? Is she there? Oh, oh, she's up asleep. Look out! (laughs) Hell, I got a good buddy says he saw her in a plate of beans. You won't catch up with Lyorona. <laughs> You're going to have to get to her all historical-like. <laughs> Gots to know the backstory. <laughs> you see now, in Greek culture, Hera, Zeus's wife, <laughs> well, she learned of his affair with the demonic goddess Lamia. <laughs> Since he got himself a pervert stool. <laughs> and then she done forced Zeus to give up her relationship and punished Lamia by forcing her to eat her own You ever heard of that? (laughs) I've seen women made her in a long-tailed cat in a rocket chair factory. Ain't nobody ever forced nobody. Ain't no chitlins. (laughs) Uh,
2: okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I uh, I gotta feed my horse, so
3: uh, I even got started yet. Now, out of jealousy over the loss of her own children, Lamia, she done preys upon human children and devours them as she catches them. Now, according to my buddy, what's seen her in a plate of beans? There he is. He done sent her down by that bend in the river about two miles downstream. <laughs> now, back to the real situation. Now, Medea, now she murdered her two children after being abandoned for another woman by the organization. Jason. Ring any bells?
2: <laughs> right. Uh, Two miles downstream. Uh, here, Here's some change. Th- thanks. Thanks, old-timer
3: stuck around for the poem. Wait up. Quoth Medea? My friends, my sisters, mothers, wives, I'm ready to kill my children and leave this land. I cannot delay, or my children will fall into murderous hands. (laughs) Whichever way the wheel turns, my children must die. And if they must, I'll kill them. I who gave them birth, here is the sword. I must do it now. No thinking of my children. I have my unlived years to grieve for them. Yes, to grieve. <laughs> Though I shall kill them, at least I love them. <laughs> Old. <laughs> uh, uh.
2: Ben, that crazy old coot described. Might as well get comfy until sunset. Can't imagine her showing up in the light of day. My perfect
5: storm.
2: I reckon it's time for a reckoning. Lawyer your won't you come on out and show yourself?
5: You've come to the wrong place, cowboy.
2: I don't reckon I have. You see, I've been riding up and down creation tracking you down.
5: Have you seen my children? Not
2: in a long time. But I got something else you want. Maria, I'm sorry I left you. I'm sorry I took up with that other woman. It ain't a day that goes by that I don't regret that decision. What I did is wrong. What you're doing is wronger. You, get, you gotta stop, Maria. You gotta stop.
5: I was never searching for an apology. I only ever wanted to find my children.
2: The children are gone, Maria. You need to rest. And if you won't go peacefully, I am to put you down for
5: good. I cannot rest. I am cursed by God. But perhaps you can apologize to him too. Ah! 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 Ah!
1: down to the river child don't go there alone for the sobbing woman wet and wild might claim you for her own she weeps when the sun is murky red she wails when the moon is old she cries for her babies still and dead who drowned in the water cold Abandoned by a faithless love filled with fear and hate, she flung them from a cliff above and left them to their fate. Good night she heard their screams borne on the current's crest, their tortured faces filled her dreams and gave her heart no rest. Crazed by guilt and dazed by pain, Tired from loss of sleep, she leapt in the river, lashed by rain, and drowned in the waters deep. She seeks her children day and night, wandering, lost in cold. She weeps and moans in dark and light, a tortured, restless soul. Don't go down to the river, child Don't go there alone For the sobbing woman, wet and wild Might claim you for her own
2: Well, you know what, Flora? There's one other thing I've been looking for.
0: Wait, you're not dead? The ending of that story made no sense.
2: (laughs) I'm a ghost that hunts (laughs) Hunts. puns.
0: I'm cursed to search for puns. (laughs) Flora, what do you got? Oh, my goodness. Here's one for you. Uh, Sometimes, this is really creepy, sometimes along mall fountains, if you're, if you're in a mall, a shopping mall, and uh-huh. uh, you're, you're along, you know how they have the fountains and like the little oh, waterways yeah. and decorations. Absolutely. If you're, if you're there late at night, you know, before they close, you can detect the scent of something sinister, and then you hear the sad cries of, Donde esta mis vatos?
2: It's oh. La Colona. That is a sinister scent. <laughs> <laughs> you know in that same mall there is a uh, a store for uh chefs uh culinary gourmands um that specializes in german um uh you know ingredients for food it's called der spicefrau <laughs>
0: <laughs> specializing in salt white pepper <laughs> yeah, that's right
2: yeah white pepper powder
0: Uh that's great you know there was a there was a lesser known lover of Hernan Cortez who was famous for being shy and nervous is kind of the opposite of, of the one we talked about. When when he spoke, she'd often make uh, quick movements of her face or body as an instinctive reaction to surprise or fear or pain. Uh-huh. Her name was La
2: Flinche. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh, Tyler Perry's getting into uh, historical films. <laughs> that's right yeah his most recent one is a greek tragedy called medea's double child homicide
0: (laughs) Jeez. yeah medea's great greek greek adventure
2: (laughs) my big fat greek double murder (laughs) man i hurt my nose sniffing so hard (laughs) Yeah. yeah that was that was that had a rich rich stink you know why? Because them's puns. Yeah,
0: them's puns. Well, there you go, everybody. That is yeah. La Yorona in an informational narrative Old West nutshell.
2: <laughs> well, there's only one more filthy haint haunting us. What's that? It is
3: Mr. Man.
2: That are all like my children's.
0: Uh, that's right the let's let's see what mournful cries you all have for us yeah well uh let's see what we got here heard back from Alex the Hoopy. oh he's the best hoopy uh just listen to the Flat Earth episode absolutely love Flora Unchained uh that was, that
2: was <laughs> I love
0: it too that was also my um love piano al- album back in the 80s <laughs> P- piano piano love love music I pre- I appreciate.
2: Uh, uh, oh it's awkward because he doesn't want to read his own uh <laughs> praise, so I'll do this part. I'm gonna step in. I grinned and actually clapped while listening to it just a couple of times since I was driving. <laughs> yeah, that was for you, Flora. Now keep reading no matter how positive
0: it is. I, I appreciate that you guys generally try to stay away from ridiculing the ideas you cover and the people who believe them since it's just you know generally kind of productive which is it's true. In fact, we do a better job than he probably would of being open minded. But sometimes it's nice to hear an angry pro science rant against willful ignorance. Uh, yeah, I I totally agree. It, it's it's one thing to be open to hearing about these ideas and stuff, but when people are so militant about believing things that just empirically aren't true, there's a problem.
2: Yeah, yeah. See, that's the problem. Is that like people believing in ghosts or not doesn't hurt anybody, right? But if you're selling people products that say, hey, ghosts are ruining your health, and if you buy this, then you're doing, you know, that's a problem. That's a problem. You know, it's, it's when people are taking advantage of people using that. And I, I think that's where, that's where the gloves come off, and it's just bare-knuckled you.
0: <laughs> Bare-knuckle fury Yep. And he's got a not-so-superpower. Sweet. You know when everyone, including yourself, will die. But not the date, just the time. Enjoy spending the rest of your life in fear of two forty eight p.m. <laughs> That's awesome and awful. Is that uh, I? Uh, then you'd be called Nostradius?
2: Yeah, or Nostra No Nostratimus. <laughs> Most, Nostratimus. Oh, uh, thank you, uh, Alex the Hoopy. Thanks, Alex the Hooper. Got an email from General Hammerfist Thundercock. He's uh. He's not playing
0: games, people. <laughs> Line up, boys. Generals, general's on deck. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Everyone just calls him the general, especially at Thanksgiving. Yeah. The general says, I write this to you from a very old World War II barracks in Poland where the U.S. Army has decided that I need to be for several weeks. Although my name is that of a general, I'm actually only a lower enlisted personnel and therefore do not have the kind of pull needed to speak with the higher-ups of the Polish Army in order to blur their photos. I have just finished listening to Cargo Cults and cannot wait to get back to the States to catch up on my Daves. And a bonus. Oh, yeah. There was a small island in the South Pacific where a large box washed up on shore after falling from a JCPenney ship, (laughs) you know. JCPenney's merchant fleet. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Within there were strange khaki-colored clothes, which had enormous amounts of storage. The locals decided that they absolutely needed to have a ton of crap with them at all the times. They called them cargo shorts. (laughs) I wear cargo shorts all the time. I'm proud of them. Thanks, General
0: Hammerfist Thundercock. Thanks, General, not General. Uh, (laughs) Dave, we've heard from Ryan Friday. Hello, Ryan Friday. He says, hi, Dave and David. Hello. Almost caught up with the back catalog, and here's two questions. One, why have you yet to make a shirt that says "Blurry Photos, Banging Holes to Save the Titanic"?
2: There's a that's a that's a good question. Uh, we got we had some ideas we were kicking around. the The hard thing is this is uh we have a hard time picking what shirt to make next. Um, you know what? I think we, Flora and I, have kicked this around. I think what we're gonna do is settle on like three or four ideas uh-huh. and maybe put them on the website for people to to vote on. We'll make a big deal out of it and then that'll be the next shirt we put out. I think that's the best way to choose that, right?
0: I mean, yeah, it's if it's for you guys, then you should yeah. be the ones to to pick what you want and if we get, you know, 15 or so votes for one shirt, that's like 15 people saying, "Yes, I'm going to buy this." That'll that might cover right. the cost.
2: So, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Two,
0: did I miss it or have you guys yet to do the Sue Su-, Su Kalos Genesis cover intro?
2: <laughs> not yet, but I am not above it. That's a brilliant idea.
0: We we would probably uh just do a a, a terrible trufflin version or something because
2: there's a weirdo that's been on my mind. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Su- 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 <laughs> Is such a thing real? <laughs> yes, it is.
0: <laughs> see, see we, we can't really do actual artist songs for intros. I feel like that's tiptoeing too far into yeah, copyright. Yeah, the, the thing is,
2: it's a, it's a show, uh, the way the U.S. copyright system works, because we are legally protected under fair use to do parodies. That will not stop someone from suing us. And yeah. even though from the get-go we are right, we don't have enough money to, in a court of law, prove that. It's a real <laughs> shitty situation. So we solve that by just being extra creative.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're probably yeah, like, not even covered over what we do. Who, who knows? It, it all gets oh, dicey. But.
2: Well, and that's the thing is that it, it, it sucks. Like I've, I've done a lot of reading into it and it is like we're, we're totally safe, but that doesn't stop people from doing these things called uh, slaps. Uh, and it's it's SLAPP. It's a strategic lawsuit against public participation. And what it does is it just is a way for people to be assholes and yeah. limit limit things that people are. It's a way to limit free speech. It's a way to say, oh well, that thing you said, uh, I, I'm suing you for saying it. Even though if you're a, a rich corporation, you don't care. You'll spend twelve thousand dollars just to shut somebody up. But that person who's speaking doesn't necessarily have the twelve thousand dollars to defend themselves, and so it works. Yeah. So it's a it's a shit situation that there's actually a, a, a fair amount of legal wrangling going around to, to try to clean that up. But I think it's still years out. But that's that's why we have to be a little above average and careful about what we do, because while we are legally and technically safe and protected, that 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 doesn't actually is it, it's not enough to protect us.
0: Yeah. And we, we just don't like messing with it anyway. Freebush, 2016. Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Woo! Uh I believe my friend Todd Wanamaker might have uh, <laughs> might want to talk to you about uh...
3: well I told you that Todd Wanamaker is a drunk and I'm pretty sure he beats up on a a a puppy I <laughs> saw him I saw him being rude to a puppy was interrupting him and dismissive of his ideas
0: Freebush 2016. This message approved prove Randy Freebush.
3: I'm Randy Freebush and I approve this method. Todd
0: Wanamaker wants you to know that he <laughs> adopts puppies
2: every week.
3: <laughs> to be mean to um
2: <laughs> What else you got? <laughs> I got one from the Venomous Goat. Uh, Venomous Goat was just listening to uh, the Bullstone that we did with the Fairpoint podcast. Oh yeah? is pointing out the um, oft-told but uh, factually incorrect statement that history is written by the winners that there's a lot of uh, history that is uh, saved. It's you know it's functionally history is is written by the literate.
0: I see, and the literate is not always on the winning
2: side. Exactly, exactly. You know, so he cites some great examples: uh, the Mongols, the Vikings. Uh, because the the Mongols and Vikings have such great reputations or fearsome reputations, because history was written by the people that got their asses kicked by them.
0: Were they under their own free will when they wrote that? <laughs> You know what I mean?
2: Well, that's just it. You know, like if, if if someone shows up to your town and beats the shit out of everybody, you're going to be like, God, that guy was a badass.
0: You're going to be pretty mad too.
2: Yeah. They weren't forced to to write it or anything like that. I mean, even I'm sure the, to the degree that they were the Vikings and, and the Mongols, you know, Wouldn't just, know. Like, like the Romans were, were in chiseling their brags, you know, just like what we talked about uh, in Angkor Wat last week. The the achievements of conquering are usually chiseled in. So in that case, it's written by the winners. But then you have oral traditions or other writings by the conquered, who are like, oh, these guys these guys really beat the shit out of us." Yeah, because that's just what happened. You know.
0: It sounds like it's enough to say that nothing is ever an absolute. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, especially when it
2: comes to history. Yeah. Only the
0: Sith deal in absolutes.
2: Ooh. Um, I did get a high five, I guess, for pointing out that the the Gauls were an example of history being written by the victors. uh, With both the Gauls and the Carthaginians, we mostly know what the Romans told us about them. In the case of the Gauls, though, it wasn't so much about them losing as it was about them not having a written culture in any significant way. Uh, So, yeah, uh, yeah, just like I said before, you know, history is written not by the victors, but by the literate. Uh, Looking forward to the show and the Patreon hangout was great. Look forward to whatever else you guys have in store for us all. Thank you very much, Venomous Goat. (laughs) Uh, Those those live
0: hangouts are are pretty fun. Yeah, I I dig them. Gotta say, a little bit biased, but still. (laughs) What do you got, Flora? Uh, I heard from Moz. Whoa. Or or Moe's. It's probably Moz, though. Could be the Wizard of Moz. (laughs) Uh, And Moz writes, McClintock. Can oh, I have my she- certificate for getting through all of episode four? I want. Yes, show- you may. I want to show my sister that I take her podcast suggestions seriously.
2: The Blurry Photos fan page has the uh, Hollow Earth certificate right there on Facebook, and it's all yours. Just <laughs> slurp it up.
0: Uh, and that is from Moz from Australia.
2: Thank you, Moz. Thanks, mate. Uh, I got one from Pretty Way to Joe. Oh, hi, Joe. Pretty Witty Joe writes, Hello, Dave and David. Hello. Hello. I always listen to Bullstone way after the fact, but after listening to the April installment and hearing Stecco lament how little he knows about general world history, Pretty Witty Joe wanted to suggest the Mental flossed History of the World is a really good read for that. Uh, it's a good overview and digs into topics here and there and is a good jumping off point. Nice. Thank you. Mental Floss. Also, you, you might like what I'm currently reading at Underground Education by Richard Zacks. It's out of print. Oh, you f***ing hipster. But maybe the library has it. <laughs> <laughs> it talks about the weirdest stuff in history, like the weirdest and darkest stuff. Uh, the stuff they don't want. Nobody, they, or anyone else wants you to know. Anyway, it's good. Uh, Pretty Witty Joe is certainly enjoying it. And I'm, I'll try to track it down. We've got a, uh, wow, I just forgot I don't live in Chicago. I was going to say we got a lot of good used bookstores here in Chicago. I think I can find one. I don't think I'll have that option anymore, but I'll oh, try to track oh. it down anyway. Thank
0: you, pretty witty Joe. Thank you. Do you think there are no bookstores in Iowa? I No, there say?
2: are, but by volume, like for a used bookstore, like Chicago has a lot of very old used bookstores. Better chance. Sure. Yeah. Thank you all, everyone who wrote in. Uh, we are working through them, as you are well aware. Thank you for the five-star reviews on iTunes. Those things yep. are rocking my world. Absolutely. Um, I, five star iTunes re- reviews are the fat bottom girls of digital communication. They make my rock and world go round.
0: Yep. Get on your iTunes and ride.
2: Bow bow, bow ba da uh, Thank you for the likes on Facebook. We have crossed <laughs> the devil's hilldo. The, Hildo. The 13th sigil
3: has been signed. Yeah. <laughs> Our coven of Hildos is complete.
2: And now we move on to the 14th Hildo, the middle child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 14th Hildo is, is good at acting out.
0: Speaking of, speaking of the 13th uh, Hildo, I've got a question for all you listeners. Uh-huh. Dost thou wish to live deliciously? <laughs> If so, head on over to patreon.com slash blurry photos. Oh, nice can support us. You can also get a lot of goodies uh from there. Yes. That's a the witch reference, Dave. That that wow. that movie, you have to have to find it.
2: I haven't seen it. But but we'll make a coven. This is the co- this is the coven hildo. Let's the, do some the, spells. The year
0: of the coven hildo. Um
2: yeah. It's gonna dude, we're kick you guys are kicking ass on Facebook. It's gonna be like the month. Of the Coven Hill Dope. that's
0: true uh, follow us on Twitter at blurry underscore photos mm-hmm. uh, you can you can try stumbling upon us if if anybody gives a sh. and a big thanks to the Chicago podcast co uh,
2: if if we are just but a humble soldier in their glorious army, I shall die a fulfilled man.
0: If you want another podcast to listen to, check out our fair city, which Dave has been a part of
2: I have indeed. I've di- I have think I've died twice on there. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I know uh, I've died once. Nope, just once. Our Fair City is a subversive,
0: post-apocalyptic science fiction audio epic for the internet, and they, they love Mr. Sticko. Well,
2: you know who they love even more is our good friend Dark Mark Soloff, well, who sure. writes many an episode. So it is it is definitely worth checking out, and it's a ton of fun to listen to.
0: That's right. So thank you to them. Thanks to Cards Against Humanity. Uh, thanks all... Also to the Dark Myths Collective, which you can find yes.
2: cool podcasts
0: at darkmyths.org. And uh, I, I hope you guys like this this episode, something a little yeah. different. We like to do something different every once in a while, do some story time, informational narrative stuff. So
2: Yeah, this this seemed like a fun option, and uh, uh, it was Flora's idea, as all the good ideas are. <laughs> and uh, I liked it. I liked how it came together. A lot of fun. That's trust, Flora. That's trust.
0: Huge thanks to Lucia Bonifazi for singing uh, the the amazing traditional mm-hmm. of La Llorona and uh, Nathan Cotter for playing guitar for that. Uh, Annie big,
2: Reichs. Big thanks for, to
0: Annie Reichs for, for her for glorious <laughs> for,
2: her, for her for her brilliant portrayal of go. a working woman
0: <laughs> of a woman who sells her body, but doesn't sell her soul <laughs> Ever. So and and thanks to everybody as always for listening.
2: And also, I'd like to thank Greg Bach for his stirring produ- for his stirring portrayal of the pervert stool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Greg, yeah. I gotcha. Greg, I gotcha. The pervert <laughs> stool, Bach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got him, the gooch stool. <laughs> All right, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I have been David La Florona. Nice,
2: and I've been Dave. I'm looking for a lady, Stecco. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, 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 no! What, what, what are you doing here? You, you can't just be digging up graves in, in in the cemetery.
3: It's disrespectful. I ain't heard nobody in this graveyard complain. <laughs> I found some gold. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that, that, that's people's gold. They've
0: been their their teeth. They've been buried with it. You, you, you can't steal from the dead. It,
3: it, it's it's unholy. I agree. You can't steal from the dead. It's just easy pickings. <laughs> I, I I've had it up to here with with,
0: with your your, your snaggletooth and your floppy hat and your dirt. I I don't have any
3: more time for it. Bye. Well then, bye to you! Ah, pickle
2: shoes.
0: uh he he hears some some sounds from next door, so um and maybe some giggling or something
4: <laughs> oh, ooh, oh, we having sex now
0: <laughs> oh, we having
4: sex now. my, my, my daryl, aren't you looking mighty fine today yeah yeah, you want you want to do the usual you want to do your Saturday, two o'clock? Better sit on down, daryl. Ooh, Ooh Daryl, you better sit down or I'll faint. <laughs> okay. Daryl, do, do you want to do the lawnmower?
1: Oh, yeah, sure.
4: Do you want to be the lawn or the mower?
1: Well, uh, I guess I'll be the mower this
4: time. Oh, that's what I like to hear, Daryl. <laughs> Is this good? Is this good? We're having so. sex I'm,
0: talk? I'm trying to think if they had lawnmowers then. I guess they oh. did.
4: Daryl, do you want to be Daryl? Daryl, do you? <laughs> that pervert stool wasn't there in the corner when I got here for work this morning. It wasn't there. Someone must have put a there. I I think it was you. I think you put that pervert stool right there by the wall so you could be a pervert because you're a pervert and that's the pervert wall and there's a stool there and you're sitting on it. <laughs>
0: Everybody knows pervert stools don't go next to pervert walls.
4: That <laughs> a pervert being on them.
0: <laughs> There's a the pervert on them. Them's the
4: rules. <laughs> Them's the rules, and you're the pervert. I'm implying that you're a pervert. <laughs> no decent man moves a pervert stool to a pervert wall. <laughs> Only perverts do it. You passed the pervert test. Fly colors. The colors are you. <laughs> Your first is the face is the color of pervert. If pervert was a color, it'd be your face. The pervert flag is flying high.
0: <laughs> the pervert numbers add
4: up. Why don't you be the horse? Let's get this going.
0: Uh, all right.
4: Oh, you're a big bad horse, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm a horse.
4: Yeah, you're a brown horse.
1: That's right.
4: With a white spot on your nose. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you haven't had food in a while.
1: <laughs> no, I'm pretty... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I guess, guess I'm pretty hungry.
4: <laughs> well, I got some oats for you. If oh. you come and get them, come oh. and get them right here.
1: Oh, boy. Well, that oats sound real good.
4: Yeah, yeah. I know you like your oats. I know you like your oats, Daryl. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.